You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Chester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We're in a series called Stronger Deeper at the minute, and we're taking a break out of the series to do a free week, a message that's been on my heart for, let's say, six months. And the message is called this. It's called A Street Called Struggle. A Street Called Struggle. It's based in this key verse in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10. This is Paul writing to the church in Ephesus. He says this, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Key verse, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, and against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I want you to think back with me right now to times in your life when there's been an obvious and clear struggle. There's been a fight. There's been a, a struggle taking place. I remember around the time of the beast from the east where the weather was just snow on snow on snow. And we were putting up a marquee outside in the car park in what was torrential snow, wind, hailstones. There's about four of us doing it. And I have never been so cold in all my life. I have been to the depths of Siberia where you get off the plane and you arrive to your car and your jeans have frozen to your legs and it wasn't as cold as that day in the car park. Let me tell you, it was freezing. We had a tiny little heater on just in the reception area. I was coming in warming my feet up every felt like 30 to 60 seconds as a team of four of us braved the weather to put up Santa's marquee for our Christmas services. A clear, obvious struggle taking place. Another time, same thing with the marquee. The weather uplifted our marquee that was, I promise, pegged to the ground, immovable, and took it into our next door neighbor's car park here at church and landed on some of the cars. A clear and obvious moment of struggle. It seems like it's always the marquee. Let's just never do marquees again. Let's never do it. Too much trouble. A clear struggle. Lysandra and I are approaching our fourth wedding anniversary. And thank you very much. You need to pray for her. She needs it more than me. And uh, we met online. Now, that sounds fine now, but five years ago, it was taboo. It was weird. We met on a site called Christian Connection. Very cheesy, that, isn't it? She's seen me. She waved first. You know, she made the first move. Side note, women in the house, if you're having to make the first move, it's also a bit of a red flag. But sometimes it works. You never know. As long as he buys you dinner. We're approaching our anniversary. And on our first date, we met in London. Lysandre lived in Kent. I lived in Chester. And we decided we'd meet in London on the Saturday. So I had youth on the Friday night. I went to youth. We finished youth at 10 o'clock. And I got on the bus overnight all the way down to London. Lysandre was actually at a 12-hour straight worship night where she was leading, she was worshiping. She got no sleep, I got no sleep, and we had our first date day in London. Now, the bus on the way down, no word of a lie, was awful. 
I did not sleep the whole way down. I remember stopping off at Birmingham and Oxford. I seen the whole of England in the middle of the night as I went down to see Lysandre on our first date. We had a great day. It was awesome. We were tired, but we pushed through. It was worth it. And then that evening, because I was committed to being in church, that actually our relationship, our dating, shouldn't take the place that God had for us. Our priority was to God. I was committed to come back to church. So I got back on the bus, and I thought this time around I was going to get it even better because I was sat at the fire exit with the extra leg room. I was like, favor is upon me. The Lord has made a way. And then as the bus started, it was raining the whole way back and the fire door wouldn't close properly. So there was a nonstop dripping of water dripping onto my shoulder, onto my neck, onto my head the whole way back to church. Didn't sleep on the way back to church. Got in at five in the morning, was here at eight o'clock for our production run, done the offering slot at church and then got home and slept the whole day. Let me tell you. A time of clear struggle. But I'm so glad that I embraced the struggle because of what was on the other side. All of us in life have these tension moments of clear struggle. It's moments where we're choosing education or sleep when we wake up in the morning. There's a clear struggle. There's struggles between us having faith for what God's going to do and not having faith and giving up. There's a struggle and a tension. And I want to suggest today, anything worth doing in life is worth paying the price tag called struggle. Now, culture in 2023 has magnetized us towards comfort and repelled us from struggle. Things like this, if I just get a good job, if I get a good income, then I'll be comfortable and life will be sorted. If I just make life decisions and choices with comfort in my mind, then life will work out. Culture says make the north star of your life the compass called comfort. The danger in the comfort zone is this. The comfort zone is a settled method of working that requires little effort and yields only barely acceptable results. Culture wants us to be comfortable. We don't just need a new car. We need a new car with heated seats, and a heated steering wheel, and then when that's not comfortable enough, we need our car to drive itself. We need dinner, but we don't just need any old dinner, do we? We need a McDonald's, and if it's not ready in 60 seconds, piping hot, three barbecue dips, no ice in the Coca-Cola, then it's too inconvenient. It's too uncomfortable. We've been put out of place. We just need God to do a miracle now. And if God doesn't do it on my terms right now in my time scale as I want it, then because there's too much of a struggle, I'm going to give up. But the danger today, church, we aren't called to lives of comfort. We are called to embrace the struggle. Forbes says this, says growth and comfort cannot ride the same horse. And today, if we settle for comfort, lives within the comfort zone will sacrifice our callings, our growth, our anointing, our purpose, our calls from God on the altar called comfort. When you and I weren't born for comfort, we were born for the struggle. We were born for a straight called struggle. The Bible says this, coming up in Ephesians 6 verse 12, for our struggle 
is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Well, why do we need to own the struggle? Well, we need to own the struggle because there's a world out there, a lost, broken, and dying world that needs a youth ministry that's going to reach the lost and bring them into the kingdom of God. We need to own the struggle because we need a young adults ministry that will march into the workplace and be the vessels and agents of change. We need to own and embrace the struggle because Jesus laid his life on the cross, embraced the struggle for us so we could live in the fullness of what he has for us. Today, church, in 2023, we can't resign our lives to lives of comfort. We need to embrace the struggle. Ephesians 6, verse 12, Paul writes, for our struggle, for our struggle. Paul's writing to a church in Ephesus from jail. Paul right now is in jail in Rome, and he's writing this this piece to a people who have one foot in God and one foot in the world. Ephesus is a city of 300,000 people. It's a big city. And they worship the goddess Diana. They're caught up in magic and incantations. Fear and magic ruled the city. Every morning you'd wake up and you'd utter incantations to scare off evil spirits. You wore lucky charms around your wrists and around your necks to ward off the evil Spirits, fear and magic truly did rule the day. Diana was an evil god, small g god. She demanded that children would be sacrificed on the altar, so kids were sacrificed on the altar as commonplace. And children by the age of 11 were made to do horrible things in the temple. It was truly hell on earth. And here we have Paul writing to a church in Ephesus with one foot in the world and one foot in God. And he says these words, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood. The streets in Ephesus truly were streets called struggle. People would walk past the temple. They wouldn't look in case they caught the priest in the eyes. They'd look down head bowed low and would mutter incantations as they walked on by. The church in Ephesus, we're in a street called struggle. The UK church in 2023, we are positioned amongst streets called struggle. We don't have the same struggle as the church in Ephesus did, but we have struggles of our own. But Paul doesn't just address the climate and the situation that they're in. Paul gives them instructions in the next verse on how to embrace and own the struggle. Verse 13, he says, we're in a struggle So therefore, put on the full armor of God, so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything to stand, stand firm then, with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes with the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. In the 19th century, William Wilberforce lived amongst a street called Struggle. 
In the 19th century, he made 11 petitions to abolish the slave trade in the UK over the course of 15 years. And every time it was denied, it was voted against. 15 years of struggle. Can you imagine the sleepless nights? Can you imagine the energy? Can you imagine the wrestle? Can you imagine the effort? Can you imagine the cost that he had to pay over 15 years for the God call of what God had put on his life? He was defeated 11 times. Struggle, opposition, pain, disappointment, time and time again. But William Wilberforce heard from God embraced and owned the struggle. On the 23rd of February, 1807, he received a standing ovation in the House of Commons. The debate lasted 10 hours and the House voted in favor of the bill by 283 votes to 16, a victory far in excess of expectations. The Commons voted to abolish the slave trade and praise God that they did. Wilberforce says this, says it makes no sense to take the name of Christian and not cling to Christ. Jesus, Ephesians church, is not some sort of magic charm to wear like a piece of jewelry we think will give us good luck. He is Lord. Wilberforce put on the armor of God, embraced the struggle, owned the struggle, didn't give up when the going got tough, but took the word of God, applied it to his life, and marched forward into the fight, embracing the struggle, and brought about lasting change. Here's the weapons that he fought with. The belt of truth buckled around his waist, the breastplate of righteousness in place, feet fitted with the gospel of peace, the shield of faith the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You can own the struggle by embracing the fight. It says this in Timothy 6.12, fight the good fight of faith. Audacious Church today, fight the good fight of faith, where things seem tough, where there's opposition, where there's things to break through in your life. Fight the good fight of faith because in the other side of the street called struggle is Miracle Avenue. And if you'll just take God at his word, embrace the struggle, fight the good fight, God will do miracles in you and through you, where it seems hard to get up in the morning to come to church, fight the good fight of faith, where it would be easier to quit in the workplace because times are tough, fight the good fight of faith, where school seems impossible and that there's no breakthrough, fight the good fight of faith, where the business seems like it's failing and faltering, fight the good fight of faith, where the opposition from culture and the world wants you to bow down to foreign gods, to idols and to a political agenda, fight the good fight of faith, putting on the armor of God. Because then you'll step across the street called struggle. You'll step across to Miracle Avenue and God will do miracles in your life like he did in the church in Ephesus, like he did in William Wilberforce's day. Many of us are tempted to retreat from the fight, thinking that if we retreat, it will be easier. It will be more comfortable. This isn't my fight. I'm going to give up. It would be easier if I turn and run away. But in doing so, 
we expose our back. Ephesians 6, there's armor for the front. There's no armor for the back because the people of God weren't called to retreat from the fight. We were called to march forward and embrace the struggle. I'm gonna ask the band to come up and help me with this next point. And I need five awesome volunteers. I've scouted you already, I hope. Ahmed, can you come on stage? Jacqueline, Sharon, if you're here. Matt Dickinson, Mark Cuthbert. Come on stage, give them a round of applause. Great, 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 great. One, two, three, four. Yes, Sharon's coming up. Come on on stage, guys. Just line up in a straight line. That would be great. Come on, give them a round of applause. They didn't know this was coming. Fight the good fight of faith. 1 Peter 5 verse 8 says this. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. When you're taking ground for God, the devil puts a target on your back. If you're not taking ground for God, he's not interested. If you're not a Christian, he's not interested. He's already got you. But when you say yes to Jesus, yes to the God call, yes to what God has placed on your life, the devil puts a target on your back. The Bible says he's prowling around, looking for someone to devour. How do lions scout for their prey? They look for those that are isolated, vulnerable, and are on their own. And for us, we're tempted to retreat, aren't we? Let's be honest. There's times in our life where we want to retreat and we want to turn the other way. Look that way for me, guys. Turn around, 180. So now these guys who were once a unit were standing forward, facing the fight, embracing the God call. And now their backs are exposed. There's no armor on the back. The devil takes them out. They were called to different things, called to ministry, called to the NHS, called to the workplace, called to the God call. But because they turned from the fight, they thought it was better, but the devil then takes them out. Now turn back around for me, guys. Brilliant. Now here we are, they're all facing forward. They're all loving God together. They're together, but not really together because there's been a little bit of beef with Matt and Mark. There's a bit of division going on. There's, there's a bit of, you know, tension, let's say. So what the devil does is the devil, you know, they're lined up, he's trying to get their back. He, you know, comes in through the division, the hurt, the vulnerability, the pain, and he gets them both. And then what I love is this, is everybody step one step forward and link arms together. See, this is the picture of the church, owning the struggle and fighting the good fight of faith. They're together, they're united, and there's a common bond, brotherhood, sisterhood between them all. And this is what happens when we truly catch this picture as the church and we are united together, full of faith, fighting the fight, moving forward. Is Sharon, if you could go around behind and just link up with Mark's left arm. See, what happens now is this beautiful picture of men and women who are together, who are owning the struggle, who are embracing the fight, and the devil's prowling around trying to get in, but he can't get in because they've got everything covered. The backs are covered. There's no way in. And you might feel like today you're in the fight on your own. Get around somebody. Get somebody in your life. Link arms with them. Form a brotherhood, a sisterhood, and take on the fight and challenge together. Let me in for a sec. What happens then is no longer does Matt live on the street called struggle on his own because I'm his neighbor. 
and I've got his back. Today, Audacious Church, you are called to the struggle. You are called to the fight. You are called to the political arena. You are called to the NHS. You are called to the business. You are called to the church. You are called to the university. You are called to the school. You are called to the marketplace. You are called to fight the good fight of faith. But don't retreat when the going gets tough. Take up the shield of faith. The sword of the Spirit, the shoes fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace, the breastplate of righteousness in place. And together, we will own the struggle. Why don't we thank these guys as they exit stage. Today, church, you aren't called to comfort. You aren't called to what's easy. Dietrich Bonhoeffer said, salvation is free, but discipleship will cost you your life. And today there's some idols that we've got to lay down. We're not muttering the incantations of Ephesus, but we're living our lives like there's pages missing in the Bible. I'll have that. I'll have that. Won't have that. Oh, that's Ezekiel. Won't have that. God didn't really do that. Let's gloss it. Come on. There's some things in our life there are idols and are holding us back from fighting the good fight of faith. They're distractions, they're taking us astray. And today God wants to call us all together to fight the good fight of faith. You weren't born for comfort, you were born for a street called struggle. So if you feel like you're in the struggle today, life's hard, life's difficult, there's challenges, welcome to following Jesus. The good news is you're not on your own because I'm your neighbor and I've got your back. Thank you for listening to this Audacious podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. We'd love for you to join us at one of our campuses, Manchester, Chester, or online every Sunday, 10 a.m. and 12 p.m. 